Hi, I'm Corey Litzenberger from CGLTax.ca, and this is Brainstorming Plus Tax. In this episode of Brainstorming Plus Tax, we're going to talk about whether and when to stop contributing to the Canada Pension Plan. Now, when the Canada Pension Plan was put in place on January 1st, 1966, it was a relatively simple retirement savings model. Working Canadians started making contributions to the CPP when they turned 18 years of age and continued making those contributions throughout their working life. Those who had contributed could start receiving CPP on retirement, usually at the age of 65. Once an individual was receiving retirement benefits, he or she was not required or allowed to make further contributions to the CPP. The CPP retirement benefit for which that individual was eligible, therefore, could not increase, except for inflationary increases, after that point. Now, retirement looks a lot different in 2018 than it did in 1966, and the CPP has evolved and changed to recognize those differences. Now, while we did have a brainstorm about our own ideas in episode 13 of this podcast, we will put those ideas aside for this episode. What these differences from over 50 years ago mean is that the average Canadian has more flexibility in determining how to structure both their contributions to the CPP and the receipt of CPP retirement benefits. Now, before everybody gets excited, this is not going to apply to you unless you are over the age of 60. While greater flexibility in retirement income planning is always a good thing, having more choices brings with it the need to determine which choices are the right ones for one's particular circumstances. When it comes to the CPP, many Canadians must make a decision on when it makes sense to keep making CPP contributions. The need to make that choice arises where a decision has been made to continue to stay in the workforce, whether part-time or full-time, even after beginning to receive CPP retirement benefits. While it has always been possible to work while receiving such benefits, it was, until 2012, not possible to make CPP contributions related to that work. A change made in that year, however, allowed individuals who continue to work while receiving the CPP retirement benefit to also continue to contribute to the Canada Pension Plan and, as a result, increase the amount of CPP retirement benefit they received each month. That benefit is the CPP Post-Retirement Benefit, or PRB. The rules governing the PRB differ depending on the age of the taxpayer. In a nutshell, an individual who has chosen to begin receiving the CPP retirement benefit, but who continues to work, will be subject to the following rules. If they are individuals who are 60 to 65 years of age and continue to work, they are required to continue making CPP contributions. Whereas if it's an individual who is 65 to 70 years of age and they continue to work, they can choose not to make CPP contributions. To stop contributing, such an individual must fill out Form CPT-30, an election to stop contributing to the Canada Pension Plan. A copy of that form must be given to the individual's employer and the original sent to the Canada Revenue Agency. An individual who has more than one employer must make the same choice to continue to contribute or to cease contributions for all employers and must provide a copy of Form CPT-30 to each. A decision to stop contributing can be changed and contributions resumed, but only one change can be made per calendar year. Again, to make that change, the individual must complete Form CPT-30 give one copy of the form to his or her employer, and send the original to the CRA. Individuals who are over the age of 70 and are still working cannot contribute to the CPP. 
Overall, the effect of these rules is that CPP retirement benefit recipients who are still working and who are under 65, as well as those who are between 65 and 70 and choose not to opt out, will continue to make contributions to the CPP system and will continue, therefore, to earn new credits under that system. As a result, the amount of retirement benefits which they are entitled to will increase with each year's additional contributions. Where an individual makes CPP contributions while working and receiving CPP retirement benefits, the amount of any CPP PRB earned will automatically be calculated by the federal government and the individual will be advised of any increase in that monthly CPP retirement benefit each year. The PRB will be paid to that individual automatically the year after the contributions are made, effective January 1st of every year. Since the federal government needs information about the employer's contributions made, the first annual payment of the PRB is usually issued in early April and includes a lump sum amount representing benefits back to January of that year. Thereafter, the PRB is paid monthly and the PRB amount is added to the individual's CPP retirement benefit amount and issued as a single payment. While the rules governing the PRB can seem complex, and I'm certain the actuarial calculations are complex, the individual doesn't have to concern himself or herself with those technical details. For CPP retirement benefit recipients who are under age 65 or over 70, there is no decision to be made. For the former, CPP contributions will be automatically deducted from their paychecks, and for the latter, no such contributions are allowed. Individuals in the middle group, age 65 to 70, will need to make a decision about whether it makes sense, in their individual circumstances, to continue making contributions to the CPP. Some assistance in making that decision is provided on the federal government website, which shows the calculations that would apply for individuals at different ages and income levels. That same website has more information on the PRB as well. Now, I must say, the information presented in this podcast is only of a general nature, may omit many details and special rules, is current only of its broadcast date, and accordingly cannot be regarded as legal or tax advice. Please contact our office for more information on this subject and how it pertains to your individual specific tax or financial situation. And with that, for CGL Strategic Business and Tax Advisors, I'm Corey Litzenberger. Thanks for listening.